I did the uh, intro course type of thing. So you would start off and you would go like, uh, I'll say to you, your shirt is green. Yeah. And then you say something back to me like, your shirt is white. Something descriptive like that. Right. And we would go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Right. Till then, eventually we'd be so... That kind of like quiets the mind or whatever. And then the raw emotions that come up would taint what we're saying. Right. So then you almost sometimes get shouting matches. Yeah. Your shirt is green and, and different stuff like that. So you still carry on with what, whatever you're saying is uh, is sort of banal and surface level. Yeah. But, you, it but then it gets becomes colored. The- it becomes colored by the emotions that you're experiencing. Yeah. Some people break down crying and shit. Like, like, yeah, jumper is green. Yeah. But I'm watching it and, and I'm like, this is absolute madness. <laughs> this, this is crazy. This is insane to me. And then I go up there and I start sniffling. <laughs> I'm, up I'm, up, I'm up there like, your belt is blue. <laughs> And welcome to Three Speech Podcast. We're back, baby. The unstructured, no topics podcast uh, with me, uh, Mr. Hate Speech. Well, formerly Mr. Hate Speech, now Mr. Controlled Opposition. All right, stop, collaborate and listen to the government and what they're saying and collaborate with them. And also, we've got behind the desk, the the producer extraordinaire, the... Vanilla Gorilla. Vanilla Gorilla. Uh, It's Mitch. How are you? You good? And over this direction, we got Mr. Bajan Sensation. A.K.A. Bird Gang. And here we are. We've started. Let's meet on my bit. How are you guys? You good? I'm good. I'm feeling great. You're feeling fine? Yeah, I'm feeling energetic. Wow. This is a this is a, a pod first. Yeah. Have you have you had your advance or have you No, actually I did I say I got diagnosed last week. What with? What with this time? ADHD. Oh, I thought I'm so glad you said ADHD. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it sounded like it was going to come out with AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> no, no, no. ADHD. ADHD. No. High definition AIDS lesions. <laughs> have you got your medication now? No, not yet. Um I got to do some blood tests first. Blood so. test for ADHD. That's definitely AIDS. <laughs> Like no blood tests and um, ECG. Oh, to see if your heart is up to it. Yeah, because you're old. Oh, so the L Vance because it affects your heart. Yeah, method, all of them. Method. It's not well. They don't pick pick them speed. yet. Speed. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. meth will will fuck up with your heart. Yeah. L Vance. There's con con what contra something. There's, there's like several prep ones you could get. And they're all like a sort of pharmaceutical grade speed you get off the NHS. And people are like, oh, why so, why so many people got ADHD? It's because you give them cocaine. You yeah. give them prescription cocaine yeah. for free. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, so I'm looking forward to getting I, my um Make sure you, you, you get over to the NHS because it's it's £9.50 instead of 120 quid every time you need it. Yeah, I, um, she took my, my um, doctor's address and stuff. So I think that's why she's going to do it Yeah, yeah, yeah. or ask for it. Make sure you do. Well, uh, I look forward to the exciting uh, Nico, the new Nico. But no, no, that's not why I'm energetic today. I actually tried what um, Darius said about drinking water. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I feel more, uh, yeah, I feel more energetic. I, I clearly was not drinking enough water before. Yeah. So now I've started drinking water and I feel better. Yeah. We are, we're, uh, human bodies, like what, 70% water. water. Yeah. yeah. But then uh, I heard somebody say, like, they were 40%, they got uh, their fat, and they got their fat measured, and they're 40% fat. So they're 70% water, 40% fat, which means they're 110% already before <laughs> they've even got any bones. Yeah, well, I, I think if you look down at what, what a cell is made up of, the majority of that is water, whether that's fat or muscle. Fat is mostly fat. It's where it gets its name from. Not called water cells. <laughs> Not like, oh, you've, you've put on a bit of water. Well, water weight. There's water weight you can get. Water retention. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I, like, but I don't think 70% of us is actually just liquid water. It's not like we're just a shell and then up to here is just sloshing water. No, but it's in the it's in amongst us. Yeah, in amongst us. <laughs> it's like it's some sort of horror movie. We're, like we're a sponge. <laughs> but um, water makes you pee more. Whoa, we are learning. learning. 
<laughs> I am being a lot. But <laughs> Should this go out in the science channel? This is a, yeah, a very scientific podcast. <laughs> Mad, but I've been eating loads and I've been shitting more. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. All yeah. of this stuff. That's disgusting. Yeah. Talking of podcasts, uh, Nick, you're saying there's some um, crime. True yes. Crime. Yes. There is the serial podcast, which was about this guy who got done for murder, killing his girlfriend. But now, 23 years later, because of the podcast and evidence they uncovered, he's now free at 41. He's, they're having a retrial, so the the no, first... the, the the thing was quashed. Yeah, so the it's conviction got, was quashed. there's got to be a retrial. Uh, the conviction was quashed, but he still needs to be tried. No, they've they have new suspects, I believe. Uh, let me I check. Think. Let me just Google this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't <laughs> listened to the podcast or anything. I well, just this saw, <laughs> I, just I saw was a headline. Well, in, the, in the car earlier. I was listening to uh, them talking about this podcast and and all the rest of it. And apparently, true crime podcast. That was one of the serial was one of the first. Yeah. Um, one that of was the first, the first ones. popular one. Yeah. First popular cri true crime podcast. Now there's loads of them, and there, a lot of them are finding out, digging up new evidence, and overturning previous convictions, and getting new convictions for people. Mm -hmm. They're actually becoming a substantial force in this sort of criminal justice world. Yeah. That's... There's one called Something Is Happening or Why Is This Happening, which was pretty good as well. Right. I actually listened to that one. That'd be a good title for this podcast. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Here we go. Adnan said, uh, conviction overturned in serial podcast murder case. Um, so a US judge has quashed a Baltimore man's murder conviction in a case that spawned hit true crime podcast serial. Uh, so he was 18 when he was sentenced to life in prison for the death of his ex-girlfriend, uh, whose body was found buried in the woods in 1999. Um, Why do people keep burying bodies in the woods? Uh, That's think, the first place I would look. Well, where where would you where would you bury a body? Apparently, if you leave them in the jungle, they they get like six months. They're just gone. Yeah, I know, but getting it to the jungle if you are in Tunbridge Wells He's, is tricky. Have you seen Weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> You'd prop them up on the plane seat and <laughs> would you like some salted nuts? Yes, I would. Easy. Um, pigs. You feed them to pigs. Feed, yeah, feed them to pigs. Or you bury it somewhere up, like in the open. Why in the open? Because they will go looking for it in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> they might look for it. If they see a big fucking pile, a big mound on the golf course, they might look in the golf course as well. Yeah. With your footprints leading out there. Hiding in plain sight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hiding in plain sight. So just leave it in a shopping trolley in the car park. Yeah. But and yeah. people will think maybe that's a scarecrow or something. Or well, and some it. people yeah. ate the ate the bodies. Jeffrey Dahmer, I think, ate the bodies. Did, Did he, he eat the bodies? Was it him? He ate bits, no? Yeah, not the whole body. That's yeah. too much. It's seventy percent water. <laughs> he drank them. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, it's mad. Like I, you would, you would, you would go hiding it in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely not the woods for for sure. Why? Because the, everyone looks in the woods. I don't think Everybody gets found. Every Netflix documentary. Yeah. The body is found in the woods. Well, don't you want a Netflix documentary? No. Don't you want to be on Netflix? I don't want to be. Found, you don't want that though. credit. But I'm not killing anybody to begin with, but I wouldn't go over the woods. So it's not saying on this whether it, whether it's going to be a retrial. But those Netflix documentaries, man, like I watched The Staircase. I didn't watch it to the end. Um, it, man, it was one of those ones where I reckon this guy actually did it. But the you know the other one, the famous one, what's the one uh, they did two of them. Um, the other murder one where he was supposed to have burnt the woman and he was kind of a sort of thick redneck guy. Oh, uh, making a murderer. Making a murderer. Yeah. making a murderer. yeah, man, I watched that and it's like, they don't have fucking string it out. Each episode's like an hour long and they're just like, and it goes on for like, I'm not joking about like 50 episodes. If you're a juror in the actual trial, it would be quicker than that and probably, you know what I mean? It's like, I thought TV was supposed to speed things up. Mm. I like um, the one, what's it called? The Jinx. That was good. I haven't seen that one. What's yeah, that that's one really about? good. Robert Durst. This millionaire guy oh. linked to three murders. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't have enough 
evidence to pin him. Right. But yeah, the way it's done is absolutely brilliant. It's really good. There's some interesting um, sort of true possible sketchy crime things out there. Like, you know, who's that guy? Um, the actor, uh, Christopher Walken. So he's sort of semi-implicated in the, the death. The, this He was out on a yacht with like some rich guy and the rich guy's wife or girlfriend drowned, like mm. fell off, fell off. Yeah, the boat. The, the boat. Well, that was about probably into the <laughs> sea, <laughs> which, which she couldn't live in, even though she's seventy percent water. Yeah, I know. Thirty percent of her drowned. Yeah, you think you'd be at home <laughs> in some that makes up your cells. Um, but who you else can was swim? It? Me, mm -hmm. I can swim. Yeah, not properly, not really what well. Properly, actually, one time when I was in uh, Thailand for like a month, I got really good at swimming because I was swimming every day. I could just swim and swim and swim. You know how that is the same with running? Like you start running, I think you just it's get called out of breath. Fitness. You've got improved. I got fitness. fitness. But you doing the correct technique and breathing properly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't holding my breath till I got back to the beach. <laughs> no, I mean like there's a no. Some people bring their head up. Yeah. To get here, but you're actually supposed to. Turn oh, it you to put the it side. on the side. Yeah. I mean, I don't Were know how. That? I don't know how perfectly how perfect my technique was, but I could just keep going. Mm. Look, he's, going he's, just, he's probably his neck is probably quite high above water. Yeah. I imagine when you're swimming because you're quite a long person. Yeah. Oh, a mad thing happened to me. So, like, you know, me and my mate, this we're going back like man, like twenty years. Uh, we're in Thailand and we rented mopeds. Uh, it was a dollar a day. That's how long ago it was. Um, but I, so I had my shorts. I had the moped key in my shorts. We went to the beach and I, I swam uh. out and I came back and I was like. Fuck, the keys come out of my pocket. I've lost the key for the moped. You know they're gonna screw you. They got you they hold your passport. You know they're they're gonna be like, oh now we need we need a hundred dollars to get a new key or whatever, even though they probably got one in a shoebox out the back. But um like and this was it was Sairi Beach on Cotowson, this huge, really really wide beach. And uh, the next morning I got my so I left my moped there, got a lift back with my mate. And uh, the next morning I said to my mate, like, look, it's it's low tide, just take me down to the beach. And uh, I'll see if I, can, if I can find it. He's like, man, you're never going to find it. It could be anywhere out there, you know, anywhere. And uh, he drove me, drove me back, uh, drove me down to the beach. And I walked out. And my mate didn't even bother helping me. He's like, this is just stupid. You're never going to find it. And I walked out, like, miles out in the, like, you know, the sands. You're so, so shallow, sloping out. And I just walked out and I saw this little ribbon. It was my fucking key. I just walked right out in a straight line onto my key. That's nuts. Yeah. That should be a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> True key finding yeah. stories. <laughs> the keys, the missing keys. But you know, they all have some bland name, the staircase, the missing key. Yeah. I hate how they just make it like a 17 part documentary though. Like I quite like a documentary be like an hour and a half. No, hours. you know what's cool? There's one called The Worst Roommates. And oh, I watched yeah. that one. That yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like 40, 50 minutes. Yeah. But yeah. And that guy, man, I love it when you start to sympathize with a murderer. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're the bit, because like, that one, I was like, man, these, these women are just, like, are they mental? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they mental? Like, let this guy move in. Why would you, as a woman, move in to a room with a dude? That's crazy to me. Yeah. What do you mean? Don't have anything to do with men. Yeah. And wear, <laughs> wear a headscarf. <laughs> do not move into a room with a male um, roommate. Especially not a weird guy. Yeah. What, some what, stranger what that you meet do, on, on, on online. Yeah. He's got some sort of, they all got, always got some sort of sob story. Yeah. And then they like, seem nice at first, but then they turn into absolute yeah. animals, man. But that guy was, uh, and remember the the last last. But I think is um, weren't they? Wasn't he dating the women and then moving into their house and then basically being a cuckoo and they couldn't get rid of him? Yeah, yeah, he was a squatter. He yeah. would just say and then to be completely creepy and shit. He'd start and start bossing them around. He'd start dating them, move yeah. into their place, like, and then just wouldn't leave. And then and then you can't actually. When yeah, somebody's officially the laws, in your place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The laws for squatting are crazy. Yeah, you can't kick kick him out. Once they have a letter that came um to their to your place yeah. using your address, you can't kick them out. Yeah. Madness. That is mad. Yeah. And he would just completely like move in, just not not pay for anything, obviously, not pay any any rent or anything. Yeah. And bring treat them treat bring them like pets. shit. <laughs> yeah, they start like filling the place with, with pets. Why do you just change the locks? 
Because that's you can't against do the that. law. That's illegal. They do that, and then like there's one woman who, so she she started dating him. He moves into her place, uh, does all this, you know, his mo of sort of like you know being a dick and all the rest of it. So she changes the locks. She got kicked out of the place. The police. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The authorities yeah. threw her out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We should, we should all crazy. do it. Let's all do it, man. Rent's, rent's too high. Let's. Uh, is, that, is that still the law? Is that Was this in the UK? This, this is, is in America. America. Oh, okay. They, yeah, they should change those, though, because that's crazy. Man. I think they yeah. did change it. There were squatters' rights here, but now you're not able to squat in residential houses. Yeah, there's something about because that. Because yeah. I think basically people were trying to, people were buying a house. And in the the few days before they moved in, people were squatting it, and then there'd be these people who basically just destitute after they just bought their first house or whatever. And yeah, uh, but I think you can squat in commercial properties. Yeah, do you know what a destitute is? It's a it's a whore with no money. Mm. Is that what it means? Where's Darius? He's uh, in Mykonos and he's got 0.24 uh, upload speed on his thing, so it's it's. Oh, so he's not, not going to be able to join. I, I it's going to be pointless. So it's faster than his Edinburgh <laughs> internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not good. Mm. He's got a nine 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 download and then 0.24 upload. I'm like, mate, I don't think I don't think it's even going to be worth it. Like, uh, and it's not working anyway. Yeah. But so yeah, Darius is uh, off in. Mykonos. Is it Mykonos? No, Santorini. Mykonos is... Uh, Santorini. Is the is that the gay one? A bit more of a gay one. Uh, Lesbos. Lesbos. Is mm. the... I mean, one. Probably it's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> but Mykonos is the one that everybody, all the like Insta Instagram influencer girls were going to. I remember like two years ago. Mykonos. But yes, yeah, Santorini the is the new one because everyone on Instagram is... Post in their Santorini pics. Santorini is like the white picturesque. Yeah, sort yeah, of. the white one. It's um, very photogenic. It's in a sort of old volcanic rim, um, and it's all the the blue, um, white and blue, white and blue houses yeah. um, going up the steep. But there's side. no beaches. I, w I went there. Uh, is there no beaches? It's not really a big beach because it's all volcanic rock, right? So it's not really the most beachy place. Mm. But it's like all of it is like nice restaurants uh, in a cliff. But yeah. there's water. There is water. Yeah. 7%. But no, it's no sand. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there was this um, cool clip I saw on Insta where they, this person had like an apartment built right next to the water and the water would actually come up into the house. Really? Yeah. Right. It, was, it looked really cool. You yeah. Get, uh, obviously that room wouldn't have, you know, stuff that could get damaged. You wouldn't sleep on the a floor. You'd, you'd have a bed frame. I, I mean, with rising sea levels, I don't. I'm not sure that's the most prudent investment. Yeah. But then, saying that, all of these um, uh, world leaders are buying fucking properties. Man, everybody who says, cliff, yeah. "Oh, we've got to stop climate change. Oh, it's going to be such a problem. Sea levels are rising. They're all buying. They're all buying houses Beach at sea level." Property. Yeah. So but I don't know if it's worried. that or if it's just on a water table. But like, it's that does that does seem odd to me. Yeah. Like, no, like the Obamas man. have all bought. Um, in Miami or something, haven't they? Something. Yeah, yeah. Nah, what's it called? Um, Martha's Maine? Maine. Yeah, Alton, Maine or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, so what's going on with Russia? Is it, you, you were talking about this before. Man, they... Are, we, are, we, are they going to war? Russia has just announced mobilization. I don't know if it's officially announced mobilization, but basically that means they'll be able to, it'll be an official war. Because obviously they're getting their asses spanked at the moment. They don't have enough manpower and nobody really wants to go and fight. So they're going to like bring in conscription. But the thing is, this will be really unpopular. This is a sort of, it's an escalation by Putin, but with his own people. Because, you know, he's increased the sort of suppression of dissent in Russia. Uh, he's made it much more of a sort of totalitarian state. Their uh, their um, last remaining independent newspaper, Novaya Gazeta, or whatever it's called, um, it's been shut down. Um, the leader of the opposition, Alexei Navalny, is in prison. But if they bring in, you know, everybody sort of puts up with it because it's not really affecting them personally. But mm. mobilization, if people get conscripted, because if me and Nico were in Russian in Russia, Russian citizens, we'd get uh, conscripted. So would you. Um, so, and then, you know, our mums, our wives would be like, well, wait, wait a minute. Actually, our wives might be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, people would be, people hey, would be hey, pissed okay, off. Okay, cool. This is going a bit far. But is there any, any like, what is the West be betting on? Are they betting on someone sort of just usurping uh, Putin and sort of going, all right, you've 
this is enough. Well, Putin, Putin doesn't really act irrationally. He makes mistakes, but you know, he generally acts. He's not a Kim Jong Un. So the West is better than him real, realizing that you know the war is a terrible idea. It's not bringing him any benefits. Uh, in fact, it's making his position. So you don't think he tenable. can see that right now? Man, I think I think he's driven by ego and hubris, and you know a position in history. That's why. He, and I, isn't that irrational? It kind of is, yeah. So he does act irrationally. Yeah, you know what he does. <laughs> he does. Yeah, this whole war is very irrational. Except you know he's got people. He's right at the top. Everybody's blowing smoke up his ass. He's the you know he's the leader of Haringey Council. Everybody's telling him <laughs> that things are going great, and they they told him all this stuff, and uh, so he was like, oh yeah, great. You know, he probably he's probably still not getting the full picture of the the war. Um, and he he's, the so he's surrounded by yes men. Surrounded by yes men and people who blow smoke up his arse and uh, people who, you know, then steal all the money like like he does. And that's why, you know, it's not getting through to the, you know, Russia's supposed to have this modernized military that spent all this money on it, but the money all gets grafted away. And um, like, you know, they're putting chi cheap Chinese tires on the trucks and then the trucks uh, were just getting bogged down in mud and the tires were breaking and stuff. Um, so, but I, th I think it's a resurgence of Western liberal democracy and shows the success of like free market and free uh, speech and you know people being treated as individuals because Western military, the actual military units and right down to the individual soldiers uh, have a certain degree of autonomy and they can do they've, they've got the mission they've got the mission focus but they can do whatever they whatever's uh, fits the situation they're in to achieve that that mission, that military goal. Whereas in Russia, the military is very and Russian society and economy, everything is very top down. You know, orders get passed down the ranks. Nobody wants to do anything that doesn't. You know, they haven't been told not to do because they'll get in trouble. Yeah. You can only get in trouble if you know if something goes wrong. You don't get any thanks if things go right. So you know, people just wait for the orders. So, so what you're saying, how how is that different to the American military? American military have got a lot of uh, freedom and autonomy to to do. But if the general says this is what what we're doing, you still got to do it. Oh yeah, you've still got to do it. But I mean, in a, in a battle situation, you know, you're you're not um, always in. Uh, you know, the the line of command gets disrupted. Um, but you've got the you've got the mission, and that's why you know the so the Ukraine um, break through the lines in in the sort of north east. That you know they they took you know, the car. Kharkiv and Izium and all, all that recently. You could be making up week. any word now and I'd be like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> be like oh, they took over the yeah the, the Toys R Us region. Yeah. But this, this is the same thing that's bringing down China as well. Like the Chinese Chinese uh, economy is being calcified by the fact that it's becoming more of a sort of top-down autocratic, um, almost like a centrally controlled economy, a classically communist economy instead of a, instead of a sort of modern uh, free market economy where everybody's an individual acting in their own best interest which w turns out to make a, a much more efficient Yeah, but there's no economy. true free market, though. Yeah, I mean, there's no true, there's no absolutely true free, free market, market so. but we, we're certainly a lot freer in this country than 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 China is. I guess, to a certain extent. We've got, uh, we've got speaking of communism, we've got uh, Darius coming in here with a, with a message to the Three Speech listeners. Uh, greetings, Three Speech listeners. Alas, I cannot join you today as I am holidaying in Greece to relax. Who did, who did he get to write this for him? Uh, <laughs> this doesn't sound like Darius. I think his child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, uh, to relax, uh, recuperate and reflect on the year that has passed and the year ahead. Is he dying? What's he talking about? <laughs> is he, yeah. has he got cancer or something? Why is he a like, 1920s poet now? <laughs> Um, What's he talking about a year uh, ahead uh, and a year past? Had I been in the studio, I would have liked to discuss the following. The Little Mermaid being racist as, uh, sorry, being recast as black, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, Dash, who gives a fuck? It's a kids movie, you nonces. Brackets, wait for Mooch to defend his noncery. Uh, Martha's <laughs> Vineyard welcoming immigrants in, into your neighborhood and the terrible upload speeds in Greece. Uh, so that's a message from our nasal leader. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, we should talk about the Little Mermaid. That's kind of the the um, the topic that is is uh, on a lot of people's lips at the moment. Yeah, with, uh, the the live action uh, version being uh, played by a black yeah. actress. And so people are some people are saying, well, this is you know she's white in the film. Why can't you make her? Why can't she be white now? But yeah. like, well, it's twenty twenty two. Obviously, yeah. she can't be. But um, and other people have seen. Oh, that's that's racist. 
You saying I've heard some interesting. I've heard gingers, some gingers, <laughs> saying that they're being erased. <laughs> like ginger like, erasure. Well, there's there's not many. That sounds like a there's, Scottish there's not many, tribute uh, band. Yeah, <laughs> there's not many ginger lead roles and stuff, and and, and they feel they've been uh, they've lost one. Mitch, do you do, feel do you feel erased? Uh, no, I feel aroused. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There was an interesting post um, that Darius had actually retweeted. Oh yeah, and the person was saying that the the pr production companies or the people who you know doing the film yeah. are actually stirring up this type of um, you know what 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 do you call it? Not controversy because yeah. it's good for publicity. Yeah, it's free and, publicity. Yeah, mm. And that they know, it's almost like race baiting because mm. they know the racists are going to get annoyed and then the woke people are going to, and then they have themselves covered saying that the bad reviews are just because of racist people. Right, uh, yeah. So they're kind of doing, not doing it on purpose, but yeah, kind of yeah, doing think, it on no, purpose to, you know. I, I definitely agree that, you know, there is some sort of, um, uh, just sort of being a bit of a using this this controversy as a catalyst for your marketing is is definitely yeah something that that, that, that is discussed yeah do you yeah. know what I mean it's kind of like okay cool we'll do this yeah be, what if we put this person black or Chinese or whatever to you know stir up some controversy the, and yeah. get it yeah. in the same way that fashion houses didn't they like wasn't there like a problematic Gucci. Uh, like jumper or something like that. Yeah, they were. They had one with. Um, there were several things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's kind of one of those things that, um, you know, it 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 gets it gets column everyone talking about it. It gets yeah. people's. It gets people clicking on things and they see it and people are talking about it. And don't get me wrong, they will lose a, a, a certain amount of customers from that. But it's still an aspirational brand that people are talking about and it's, it's staying in the zeitgeist of, of, of people's minds. Yeah. So I think there's there's definitely truth to that. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I couldn't give a fuck if the the Little Mermaid was black. My culture is being erased. <laughs> this is your mermaid culture. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, no, I, but what what uh, pisses me off is like woke people are like, oh, European culture doesn't exist. Like European, white European, it's not a race, it's not a culture. You've got nothing. You're shit. You know, you should just fucking um, lie down in the ground. And die and, and let you know in the woods. Yeah, in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> where nobody'll find you. And uh yeah, like you know, they say, they say Wait, you know, no, we, actually no, like uh, they say we got no culture and then you know, well we we do have some culture, but then they change it to uh, a black person and it's like, well I don't think mermaids is a culture. No, but it was it was made by Walt Disney, one of the most famous Nazis Racist. of all time. <laughs> so uh, you know <laughs> No, I mean it's it's uh it's like it's it's who gives a fuck. I, it, I've seen videos of, of little little uh, black and mixed race girls like their light, their eyes light up. Go, oh, she's like Ariel's like us. But this is it's like Nico was saying last week about uh, Bruce watching Bruce Lee and sort of identifying with it. Because like growing up, we watched uh, me and my mates would watch the A Team, and we'd all want to be B A Barakas because he was like the best one. He was the toughest. He was the coolest, and all the rest mm. of it. He was the funnest. Unless he was flying. In which case he was a bit of a pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, we can't, we can't, you know, we didn't even think about, we didn't even yeah. think about that. And years later, when you cosplay as him, everyone's angry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think like, we, we, we shouldn't be making an issue of these things anymore, but they play on it and having society divided amongst racial lines yeah, suits the elite or the people in charge. Mm. You know, the marketing so, people at Disney, anyway. Yeah, but also the people who you know, we're more. They're more like ordinary people who are have more in common, regardless of skin color. Yeah, who are being exploited by the, you know, the higher ups and the elites who have all the money and wealth. It's in their interest to keep us divided about, um, along race, religion, sexuality, you know? Yeah. And we keep fighting against each other rather than looking at and saying, yo, we are being fucked over, you know? We don't have job security like before. 
Yeah. We don't have, you know, proper pensions like before. We don't have proper house prices like before. You know, we got nothing going for us like how our parents had job security, could buy a house and all that. All that shit has been eroded. But we over here fighting with each other. Oh, the mermaid is black or the, this person is <laughs> trans or this person is white or whatever. Yeah. So the real thing is that the real division is amongst the haves and the haves nots. But the people at the top, know that and keep us distracted about oh this is a muslim person doing divide this. and conquer yeah that's what it is but that's what putin uses to to make you know to suppress the opposition in in russia he divides keeps people divided i thought yeah. he just throws them in gulag just that's a way of dividing them <laughs> yeah, he puts them in different, them different gulags <laughs> but yeah but what, one thing i did think you know over the last couple of years it's all you know the black lives matter thing was you know i can't breathe and then they're putting a black woman under the water I have enjoyed the memes. Like, uh, I, I do think it's been, there's some funny, funny memes that have come out, mostly racist, which is kind of, you know, funny to me. Like, uh, your favorite type of meme? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, like, let's see some. It's breaking down, <laughs> it's breaking yeah. down stereotypes that black people can't, you know, swim or, uh, <laughs> it's a bit, Ariel has a father figure in her life. That's, that's mm -hmm. different. Uh, I thought the best one was. Um, You're not supposed to laugh. At this, <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm trying like oh, was, uh, a uh, Trevor Noah did one. It, it, it was uh, essentially like uh, the, the Little Mermaid being black is is shouldn't be an issue, and it's taken away from you know the core story of of the Little Mermaid, which is you know uh, a, a young woman. Fundament fundamentally changing your core identity to, to, to please a man. <laughs> That's the message that this story is about. <laughs> yeah. I never even actually watched The Little Mermaid. Info. So, have you not? I need to watch it, yeah. Yeah. I've never um, seen the original. It's great. It was one of the first, like, that was the first uh, record I bought. The Under the Sea, the Little Mermaid remix. Fuck, you know, if, you're, if you're a kid in 2022 <laughs> and you bought, that was the first record you bought, you'd be getting transition next week. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, like, yeah. How old were you? I don't know, fucking young. And 20, then 21. to be honest, I went from I went from one extreme to the other. The next thing I bought was the Gladiators album. Which, right, yeah. So, bit yeah. overcompensating. Yeah, a little bit. Now you now I'm looking into it. Oh, we were, we were thinking about a Patreon episode that we should definitely, definitely do. Which, Live. Yeah. Uh, is uh, we should get therapy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should we should all get uh, we should sign up to better help, and we should just do like a therapy session where we just do a prank prank therapy session for for each of us. Well, but, Darius is really what we want, but, but I, I think I think it would backfire. Like try and prank the therapist, and then like within five minutes you'd be like crying. No one loves me. <laughs> <laughs> Cover some serious yeah. trauma. Well, we're making progress here. <laughs> I I did this um acting course one time. This uh the Meisner technique. And I think I've heard of this. Is this the sort of like where you live it like sort of like a real real thing? Maybe not. Well you method acting. Method, yeah. No, it's not method really. What it is, well the I did the uh, intro course type of thing. So you stand opposite someone and it basically is to get you to be like your real self and get your head empty and to experience the raw emotions of a yeah. scenario. So you would start off and you would go like, uh, I'll say to you, your shirt is green. Yeah. And then you say something back to me like your shirt is white. Your shirt or, is white. Or something like that. Or, you know, or whatever my jumper is or my eyes are beautiful. You're not wearing a jumper. Or, you Let's know. Say your eyes are beautiful. Well, something like it. Stop trying to make me see your eyes are beautiful. <laughs> something descriptive like that. Right. And we would go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Right. Till then, eventually, we'd be so that kind of like quiets the mind or whatever. And then the raw emotions that, come up would taint what we're saying right so then you almost sometimes get shouting matches yeah your shirt is green and, and different stuff like that so you still carry on with what whatever you're saying is uh is sort of banal and surface level yeah. but you it but then it gets becomes colored the, yeah yeah it with becomes the, colored by oh, i don't think you can say that um <laughs> <laughs> it becomes colored by the emotions that you're experiencing yeah so it's this, and you're just sitting watching it, and some people break down crying and shit, <laughs> like like. 
Jumper is great. Ah, but I, I think that's I'm, a lot to do with the type of person who takes an acting class. No, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm watching it and, and I'm like, this is absolute madness. <laughs> this, this is crazy. This is insane to me. And then I go out there and I start sniffling. <laughs> 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 I'm, up I'm, up, I'm up there like your belt is blue <laughs> but but the guy who does it he yeah he's a boss man he's really good a guy called i did some private classes with him he's a phenomenal um teacher his name is gary condes but yeah and was that to help with your stand-up or did you yeah you know what it was i saw this interview with Chappelle. was it Chappelle or chris rock one of them Oh, no, it's Chappelle. Chappelle said when he was 14 and he first went to the comedy club, um, the guy told him, yeah, man, you're good. You got punchlines and whatnot, but go and do some acting classes. So go and do some acting classes. It's going to help with your stand-up. Yeah. Kind of thing. So Chris Rock's got that crazy, emphatic, like real passionate. Chris Rock is, is more of a, he studied the, the American preachers. Yeah, his style is yeah, a yeah. preacher southern Baptist. Because he's style. got the same, like Sam Kinison had the same. Sam Kinison, I think, either used to be it. Yeah, his dad, yeah, yeah. Dad he, was he, a he was a very religious man, even till he died. Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. God should have fucking spared him. But yeah, he had that like that same like you know like Pentecostal screaming. Yeah, yeah, and the repetition, the use of repetition. You right, yeah. You still see it in Chris Rock's style today. Yeah, like. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Like he, yeah. before I know he what he's saying there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I know what, what I was what saying. What bit though. that was? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. No, you just racist. But uh, <laughs> that wasn't it. I know what you're thinking about. But um, so yeah, no, Chappelle, the the guy at the comedy club told Chappelle to go and do some acting classes, and he went and did some and whatnot. I want to yeah. do. So some I took improv. I took that advice. Yeah. Have you done improv classes or anything? I've like done it. I've done some improv, yeah. Yeah, I, I did some improv, and I did um, Im improv classes are quite good for getting you like in the moment and mm. not thinking about what's coming next. And because uh, I think you know, especially when you're early on in your career, you're sort of so welded to your sort of script, mm. you need to get off that. And I think the more uh, the more you sort of do stand up, the more you get to talking and and your authentic voice and not really talking to a script, if you know what I mean. Um, but I did clown. I did a clown course as well. Yeah, everybody was doing clown, man. <laughs> yeah, a few years a lot back. of people did were you? doing clown, yeah, yeah for yeah. a while. There's, there's that. How was it? How was it? Goliath School it was, of Clowning in Paris. Oh, the Goliath. Yeah, this wasn't crazy. This expensive. wasn't that. Yeah, man, every posh female stand up has done that Goliath mm -hmm. uh, course. But I, I don't know. I don't know if it really uh, helps. But yeah, this was because um, what's his name? Dr. Brown. Uh, stayed at my. When I lived in a warehouse, he, he stayed with us for a. For Doc a bit. Brown. Doc Brown. Yeah. Uh, is it? Uh, no, nah, there's two. Are you, you thinking of? I'm thinking of musical there's two dot no. Bronx. No, okay. The guy who won the Perry Award for like best show. Okay. Um, but he does it. It's wordless. Um, like and sort of man, it was really good, really good show, and uh, but no, no speech, and it's all just like acting stuff out. But really, really works, and he gets audience involvement and stuff. But um, yeah, I did I did the course with Red Bastard, and. Um, it was, I only did it because like my flatmate was ill, so she couldn't this go, guy. so I got, to, I got to go. Yeah. 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 That's him. Yeah. And how was it for you then? You Did it improve you? Uh, I don't know, don't know if it improved me, but um, I think it's good to sort of, you know, I think it can definitely loosen you up. Mm -hmm. Well, there, there's an argument at Clown, like, because there's, it's all about, uh, it's not what you say, it's what you do. Yeah. And th there's definitely comics out there who you know it's, it can just be like a facial expression that's where the funny is yeah and they really encourage you to to you know use the stage and and try and uh emote laughs without any words and if you can add that to your stand-up yeah then it's, a, it's another you know and i think we forget how much our faces are important when mm. we're like because sometimes you, you sort of forget that you you're visible if you know what i mean you're just talking mm. but actually people can really see your faces mm. so it really matters and I, th I think when you know when people talk stand-ups talk about how um a bit gets stale yeah. so a bit there used to be a total banker 
gets stale. Or sometimes you've got an idea for a bit and you do it, and the first time you do it, man, it crushes. Like I had this with a bit about uh, pronouns. I had a uh, a bit that like, really? totally crushed you. it. <laughs> yeah, it totally, it totally crushed the first first time I did it. And it was at the backyard. It was in front of all these like you know young people and stuff. So it wasn't just that you know they were they were older and they hated the pronoun stuff. It was like you know young people got it. Young people who had pronouns yeah. you know, were laughing as well. Um, but since then, it's sort of uh, it's sort of not been as. And I, th- I think it's because like because it was new. It had that sort of. So my face was all like you know excited about excited it, or like about not it. sure where it was going. Yeah, yeah. No, I hundred percent get that. You know, and when you when you've done something a million and one times, you're not selling it. Yeah, you're just dead behind of, yeah. the eyes. You're like that that trout in the fucking Morrison's like seafood cupboard that's been there too long. <laughs> that's an. Just, I thought I was like, where's this analogy going? <laughs> I'm seventy percent water. <laughs> it's um. David McSavage is good at that type of stuff. The, yeah. the playing with the audience and using his demeanor or his body or facial expressions to yeah. evoke laughter. He's very good at that. And not filling every moment. Yeah, 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 I always yeah. get that thing, you've got to be filling every moment. And he yeah. like, you know, stops and makes it like awkward and breaks the tension. Yeah. It's really it's good. It's good. Playing in the silence. He's really good at that. You saw, what's it, you popped it in the group the other day, Sam, Sam Campbell? The Australian, the guy who just won yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. said he was phenomenal. He's hilarious. Yeah, he, uh, he was at Top Secret crushing it. He's, yeah, he's a very funny guy. I, I I have no problem with him winning whatever it was. Um, yeah. yeah. He's a genuinely funny guy. But back to, like, McSavage, like, he is... Him and Russell Hicks are my two favorite to watch. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> but McSavage, like, sometimes he would tell a joke puff on his vape thing and and do like a shrug and it would get a silly like you know an exasperated uh type of like flinch or reshuffle and it would get a laugh and then he'd go he'd set up a joke and intentionally let the punchline hang as well whereas we would say the same thing set up punchline boom in the yeah. same rhythm all the time sometimes he just set it up and leave it there. And then the audience would kind of fill in the blanks. Yeah, and yeah. Massive laughter. Like he's so good at playing. He, he does this joke. Uh, he goes, um, he said, you know, you're laughing now. So a woman would be there with him. He just, he's like, you know, you're laughing now. And the great thing is that laughter releases the same kind of um, chemical reaction as an orgasm. So in a way. <laughs> And just leave it, <laughs> <laughs> you know? and it gets a massive laugh. Yeah. So he doesn't even say, uh, you know, finish it with the orgasm. He said, "He can make you laugh, but I can do it for much longer." Kind of thing. <laughs> but, but yeah, he's 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 a master at that thing yeah. as well. Stephen K. Amos, like he came down one night and just absolutely destroyed the place, and it was like masterful watching it. Mm. Like I had seen him on like telly before, and I was like. Hmm wasn't sure you know like you see you know tv comedy is just so bland and, yeah. and shit it's like i've seen his performances at the apollo and yeah you, you think he's good but then you see him live and you're yeah. like wow this man is a master of the craft yeah i saw him uh, on he's a killer on, man. Uh, on saturday i went down to greenwich comedy festival and he was hosting it mm. and it was effortless yeah. yeah that man like that that was the best celebrity performance i've ever seen at top secret hands down like and by a wide margin right jeez well. i was like fuck me i didn't know this man was like that that man's a killer yeah it's funny you often like you know the stuff that people get famous for uh isn't their their best stuff like michael mcintyre like i saw him live and he was doing like really like special with when he was warming up the crowd he was doing really uh, edgy much more much edgier than you see him do on tv and you know risky and it was really funny man he was great at doing the the crowd work and then he went into stuff that he was practicing for tv or whatever for his tour and it was much more sort of you know just you could see the boundaries yeah, yeah, yeah. were there and he's, he's these are the parameters i've got a joke within it for, yeah, and, for this audience and i get why he's got those those boundaries there because it's like then he's going to make more money because like anybody from like eight years old to 80 years old can go and enjoy it but man, you can sort of see how good he would be if he just let the let the shackles off. Mm. Well, that, that, they say that he used to just murder at the store. You know, yeah, like phenomenal. Um, but then you know what you get on TV is just it's and, just the, what the producers have. Yeah, sort of shackled him up to do. Yeah, yeah. 
And he used to do jonglers and all that. He used to do the same sort of gigs as, as we do on the circuit. So he's came, his, his autobiography is really interesting. Didn't it say that like, he was really like poor and struggling at one point? Yeah, he was in shit. loads of debt. And mm. his dad, uh, so his dad was like a TV producer. So even though he seems posh, um, like his, you know, his, his parents were working and uh, his dad was a TV producer, worked with Kenny Everett and then went across to LA to, to make it there. But then it didn't work out for him. And then he came back sort of, a, you know, I think he, he lost his money, had a, had a heart attack and, and died and stuff. And it was really sad. And um, yeah, so uh, Michael McIntyre was heavily in debt. Um, his wife had uh, a kid or two kids or whatever. And so it was looking, you know, it was looking tough for him. But then um, he had, a, he had uh, a star agent, you know, Addison Cresswell, who founded, I think it was Off the Curb. Um, so Addison Cresswell was his agent and got him like the Royal Variety Show or something like that. There was some like thing that just ping, mm -hmm. just popped and that was it. Um, he was huge. And they say that, that, that's what happened with Kevin Bridges. He did Live at the Apollo and then yeah, bang, he just sort of uh, popped. You don't really see that as much these days. Yeah, yeah but that's a big show. Of course, you're, you're supposed to pop after Live at the Apollo. Well, it used to be a big show, but yeah, viewing no, no. figures are down like loads since it's heyday. But that's what I'm saying. Like you don't really have because I think people there's less eyeballs on it, mm. and it's uh, there's more opportunity for people to discover other people. Yeah, and you know it's like whereas it's like radio used to be cool. If you if you get a tr if you get a radio plugger and you're you're on a, a, on Radio One, that tune is probably going to be big. Yeah, because that's what is going to be on that playlist that gets played because eight e times a day and everybody listens to it because it's yeah. not like there's internet radio and like millions and you know everybody just put choosing their songs on Spotify or whatever. Everybody listened to Radio One. But now I wish, I wish comedy was a meritocracy in this country. Yeah, I think it's getting. I wish it was. That. No, no, it's going further <laughs> away. It's further going further away, away from Why? meritocracy. If you look at the lineups for Live at the Apollo, so, yes. Name names, Nico. Who do you think is not? Names, who do you think is not worthy of being in there? <laughs> <laughs> There's some people I know that don't have a twenty that are in that lineup that do not have a strong twenty. I ain't calling no names, but you know who you are. And the fact that people like Jeff Innocent aren't on live at the Apollo. That the, is crazy. The fact yeah. that people like Alistair Barry, Alistair Barry came down to Top Secret the other day and did 20 minutes on the Queen Royal family, brand new and murdered. And he, he could have only had written that like- I don't know, Alistair's quite old. He could have been the last monarch, last Queen Elizabeth that died. He could have used that. <laughs> that, that, that could have only been written like a day or two ago. And he absolutely, the type of, response from the crowd like killed it with all brand new stuff someone like him should be on live at the apollo them, them guys that like jeff alistair um i think somebody like me should be on there well even it, even it, you better than what do you mean even me <laughs> <laughs> better than some of them people on that on some that, of them than, than that, than even i am better than some <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, you're. You are genuinely. But I mean, yeah. It's it's just as sad that people, <laughs> like people, aren't getting the chance they deserve. Like there are other but comments that's, out it's there not, as well. It's not the chance anymore. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Is like fine. No, no. But still, still, some people who don't know better. There's some some people who are still watching TV comedy, thinking that's the cream of the crop. Yeah. Uh, if you're on live at the Apollo, you must be the best of the best. It's still, even though it's waning, there's still some people who are TV comedy people and believe that what they're seeing, that TV is the pinnacle, and unfortunately, it's not the truth. Uh, but that's because and I think that's you. And no, no, it's, like, it's not. It's not me. No, no, it's, it's our generation is kind of the last generation of that. Do yeah, you know I mean, where we, but like twenty-year-olds these days do not know what Live at the Apollo is because they're not really watching it. Some do. Some, some do. Some but like the majority. Do. But like, whereas yeah. we grew up on it. Yeah. Like you go, okay, mock the week. Yeah, I got but, news for but you. even then, it doesn't matter. It should still be a meritocracy. You should still be giving people who are genuinely funny club comedians that chance rather than yeah. signing up somebody who only got 10 minutes 
and putting them on telly. Yeah, especially just them. when it's sort of blatant box ticking with like, you know, disability or whatever. It's like, you know, like at least get the funny one. At least get, you know, like, but it doesn't, they're just like, oh, they'll they'll represent this particular disability or whatever. Well, look, and it's, it's, it's you go, I, yeah, it's, uh, you go back to the argument. You've got, you've got to have people on there for, you know, who represent a range of people on there. And I think that's what TV producers are looking at. And no, I know but th there are a range of people who do fit the, whether you want to call it diversity or whatever, who are better yeah. or, or, and more seasoned, yeah. Yeah. who aren't getting the chances. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's the issue that I have, is that people who are genuine club killers, who have, who are funny and know the craft are being overlooked but because they're not young or for what they're working class or they don't fit the what they don't have direct politics or whatever. So that's my issue with it is yeah. that give people like Jeff and Alistair and Leo and Leo <laughs> a proper chance to be showcased. That's uh, my issue. I, but, I, um, I agree with that. But I also um, we're in a time where you, you can do more on your own. Well, yes, that is true, but and still, it does not excuse one of the premier shows from not being a merit. But, it doesn't. But it and also, this this whole thing of like you know, because everybody can sort of get on the internet. The internet has got you know no gatekeepers. I mean, unless you you know you say something that gets you delisted by by YouTube or Facebook or whatever. But the internet you know allows anybody to sort of go and do it themselves. But then you only get the people who are like sort of motivated and productive. Uh, doing this, that, and this, I think a lot of the really good comedians are this lazy. Was the point shit. I was going to make, like, uh, you, to be uh, an artist that is self-sufficient, you don't have to just be good at your art. You've got to be good at marketing. You've got to be organised at scheduling. You've got to have your yeah. shit. You've got to be and the, a full three hundred and sixty marketing. And, and the people who are good at all that stuff usually you can't aren't have that ADHD. funny. Yeah, yeah. You, they're not usually that funny because if you if you're good if you could do all that like scheduling and organizing stuff you'd get a job doing that you know what I mean mm. I'd get a normal job if I could get a normal job but I can't so I've got to do comedy. Even someone like uh, Junior Booker, that man is hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. But you'll never see him getting that shot. Yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't fit. And, that type of thing. And probably. you know, but that's because he's like an authentic voice. Yeah. He's not like, you know, he's not just like another, uh, you know, Oxbridge voice, but with a, a different skin color or whatever. Mm. He's like, you know, he's a genuinely different authentic voice. Authentic dude. And he's hilarious. Man, yeah, his Instagram stuff. Uh, <laughs> but he's, he's doing well. He's doing well on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that guy's funny, man. Yeah. And someone like him won't get the chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so, man, so that's I saw the issue I got, man. Junior, uh, last time I saw Junior was doing a bit about um, about fun. If it reminded me of that uh, that thing about the guy who moves into apartments and stuff, because he was talking about getting women to pay his mobile phone bill mm. and stuff, getting women to pay the bills when they come. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was really funny. He got one. He says, he says, I'm a feminist, uh, a big supporter of women breastfeeding in public. <laughs> you know, sometimes I even you know encourage them. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, ma'am. Your son looks a bit hungry. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a bit, mouth looks a bit dry. Uh, I don't care if he's 15. <laughs> <laughs> Such a killer joke, man. The guy is genuinely funny, man. He's <laughs> a funny guy. Man. Why don't we get him on the pod? Yeah, let's get him on the podcast. He's funny. Yeah. Um, what else? There's uh, this... Uh, what did uh, Darius said? It's the 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 Napa Valley, not Napa Valley. The where are they sending all the refugees or the the uh, Mer uh, Martha's Vineyard? Martha's Vineyard. So basically, because America's got a problem with open borders, um, and like loads of people coming coming over the border, and the border states sort of don't have the, you know, they've got to deal with all of it. But like, it's the states like Washington, D.C. and all these places that people make the laws. So Ron DeSantis, who has a lot of, you know, new arrivals coming up from um, Central America or whatever, uh, he shipped like 50 of them. He just put, stuck them in a bus and dropped them <laughs> off at Martha's Vineyard so that those people could get, uh, you know, those people who support, uh, who say like, oh yeah, no, we should have, you know, as many... As many, we should just have open borders and let everybody come here. And it's like, well, yeah, but none of them are coming You're to... You're protected from it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and uh, so he just, yeah, he shipped loads of them. Is this the dude? The cowboy? No, that's not that Ron DeSantis. That's not Ron DeSantis. Sheriff, yeah. Sheriff, Sheriff Xavier Salazar. Sounds like a magician. He looks mean. So what did Darius say about it? Did he just like... He just put that in. He just put it in? Yeah. As a, as a thing for us to discuss. Well, I mean, productive. So there was, a, I saw something where the 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 mayor of Chicago was backtracking, or something like that, and I think it was something to do with the fact that uh, some guy from Texas sent some, just started shipping immigrants to different states, and they were like, "Well, we'll welcome people," and then when they got them, they were like. Ugh. Well, yeah, this is the thing because they're trying to make all these states, like all these places, were trying to make a statement. Like New York was all like, "Oh, we're a sanctuary city, of course, you know, we'll welcome you know anybody who comes." But they were saying that because they weren't getting anybody. They're nowhere there. near the Mexican border. Yeah, they're nowhere near the Mexican border. So you know what I mean? It's you know, it's, it's like yeah, like they they didn't need to worry. It's like me saying, "Ah, oh, I'm not I'm not worried about getting eaten by crocodiles." There's no, I never fucking well, it's, it's have any crocodiles like, come near me. The, the, in Kent, I think that they've got a, a, a lot more of a stauncher attitude to to uh, uh, immigrants than they do in 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 Bristol yeah. because they are on the border of the Eurotunnel and they see and they're coming across yeah. and the dinghies landing on the beach in front of them yeah and it's it's a bit more of a problem on their doorstep where yeah. it's easier to sort of go ah it's fine sure when when it's not really affecting you yeah but um yeah, I'm not sure. Man, there's like Britain could solve its migration problem like just w with one rule. Like if you come illegally, you don't you revoke all right to to stay. But that that kind of stops um people how do you, how do you say if you come illegally or not if you're seeking asylum? Well then what what where are they coming from? I don't know. France. So they're in France. Yeah. So why are they seeking asylum from France? Uh, I don't know. The problem is, <laughs> I don't know. And again, this is a problem of the the haves and the have-nots. Mm. This is a problem where a lot of these places get um, have been exploited for their resources or have been destabilized for whatever reason, and they've had wars and blah blah blah. And then the repercussions are they aren't as nice. But I get what you're saying as well in that why don't some of them stay in other European countries? Why? You know what I mean? Because it's exactly the same France as... or you're going through, you know, other Eastern European places to get here. You could stop in some of those places or whatnot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather than um, everybody coming to Britain. You know what I mean? But a lot of the um, problems in some of these places are because they have been destabilized, they, it's been exploited, it's war-torn. So then obviously you want to leave. And then also there's some people who do take the piss and who are perfectly fine or whatnot and just want to be an economic migrant or whatever. Yeah, in Sweden, so, in Sweden they found that um, the Iraqi defense minister was claiming asylum benefits. In Sweden, that's how lax their system was. Yeah, a lot of people do take the piss, but yeah, some people do genuinely need asylum. Uh, yeah, some there's always yeah, in yeah. any situation there will be people taking the piss, and that's the unfortunate thing. Um, but I don't know. You can't also have unlimited, uncontrolled immigration for any country. Yeah, you know, because then it does destabilize things as well. So and also, uh, yeah, man, people got to sort out their own countries. We did it here. We used to be, we used to be, you know, ruled by in this feudal system. It was horrible. We're all like, you know, just eating turnips and fucking mud and having a shit time. And uh, like with the Magna Carta, we, you know, we reformed everything. We developed parliament and we've been helping other countries like, <laughs> like Iraq <laughs> by trying to bomb a parliament, trying to bomb a sense of democracy into them. And, you know, did we get any thanks? <laughs> no, but we got oil. <laughs> yeah, we did get oil. We get, we get also, oil. apparently, we're getting, or the West is getting uh, most of the oil from Syria. We're getting like 85% of Syrian oil because the uh, Western supported, uh, like, rebels or whatever control the area with all the oil fields. Is that going to help my gas bill? It probably already is. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Did we, have we talked about the Queen? Was it 10 days? So we had one app. Did she die last week? I think so. Did we talk about it? I can't remember. We must have. I've got ADHD. But there's a there's a queue. She, Philip, she's now not seventy percent water. Philip, what? 
<laughs> Philip Schofield jumped the queue. That is that is uh, the worst thing he's done. <laughs> uh, if you're his wife, <laughs> one of his kids. Yeah, how come? Like when Philip Schofield, Philip Schofield came out, and uh, everybody's like, "Oh, that's you're so brave, you're so great." And it's like if you'd have come out as like, you know, oh yeah, I've been shagging the babysitter. Yeah, people wouldn't have been like, "Oh, you're so brave." You've yeah. really been sticking your well, dick depends. in that babysitter. <laughs> yeah, it depends how ugly she was, really. They were saying, though, that yeah, I saw on Twitter something. It was a young boy. Yeah. What was a young boy? That he was seeing or yeah. something. Really? Yeah, that's well, what they were saying. How young are we talking? No, no, no. Like, old enough, but... 16 or some shit. 16? Yeah. That's what they were saying. What, what the fuck? Well, maybe this is this, this is, is an accidental nonce defense here. <laughs> this is this is what we were Philip Schofield, if you are your lawyers aware of what these people are saying about you? On Twitter, I saw someone say that something about oh, Okay. They Well, that's good enough for oh. me. They <laughs> <laughs> we said that the the Guy he was seeing, or he got some gag in order, or whatever. Because... A gag in order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a gag on this. Yeah, that is yeah. the order. Um, was that's what on Twitter was posted. That not Skillet, Philip Schofield being blah blah blah. Yeah. But the memes about him skipping the queue were hilarious. Yeah. Sean Walls did a brilliant joke saying that Philip Schofield is actually inside the coffin now. <laughs> <laughs> did you see someone funny. tried to rush the coffin? Oh yeah, 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 somebody. Apparently, there's a attempted uh, jihad um, a attack in Leicester Square as well, and two police officers got stabbed. <laughs> we just had a tweet. Someone's Sammy has said, "I have to admit, 3SP sounds like a gay boy band." Yeah, it does. <laughs> That's what we're going for. It's the only type of boy band. Yeah, that's just a boy band. Yeah, um, I can't find anything on on uh, the age of. Philip well, Schofield. let's see what because other other. Other people have said stuff. Let's see before we uh, shut down and do the Patreon Patreon one. Other people have said stuff about um, what? Where the fuck? It, why is all this? What is Darius sending through? Here we go. Is it, no, hang on, hang on. Here it is. Kai Humphreys. Is he a comedian? Yeah. Yeah. Kai, yeah. yeah, yeah. It says Philip Schofield getting away with cheating on his wife with an eighteen-year-old boy he'd known for six years, then getting done for queue jumping is. Peak Britain. How <laughs> <laughs> many? Wow, man. 7,000 retweets. Yeah, got a lot. Um, so, was, was that, is that 18, 18 year, year old? old? Boy. 18's fine. Yeah, but he'd known him for six years. And it's it, like Pablo Escobar getting done for a late library book. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people on Twitter are funny, man. So how old is Philip Skill? So he's known him since he was 14? No. 12. 6, 12. That's what he says. Fucking hell. That's brave to tweet that, though. What? Yeah, because that sounds... Because that, you know what I mean? For this guy who's a comedian to tweet that, yeah. how lawyers might be in touch. How Philip Schofield is? Huh? How powerful do you think Philip Schofield is? Oh, it's got 8,000 Lenny, Lenny got blocked by him. Lenny Sherman. Lenny Sherman. Why? Got blocked by Philip Schofield. Uh... And I don't know. He, he did. He uh, he, he had some big. Um, uh, Lenny's like, another funny guy who you wouldn't see get a chance to go on yeah. live at the Apollo. Another funny. Um, and he's different. Yeah, like he's got a different perspective, different yeah. like jokes. Very funny guy. Um, yeah. So he he. Um, I don't know how true this is because it was kind of like you know when people just make up these jokes for Facebook. He uh, he he made a comment about Philip Schofield. Uh, uh, it's all right, Philip. We know you're not a nonce or something like that. Philip followed him, and they started chatting online. Uh, and he goes, "Oh, some, call yourself a comedian, blah blah blah." And then be before Lenny could respond, he'd blocked him already. Mm. So, but they were chatting. But yeah, but I don't know if it's that's true or if it's just him making stuff up. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like not not like you know like just embellishing a story or something like that. Yeah. But um, there seems to be a lot of that. People, people are doing that now. They're sort of like saying, look, what's the name does it every time someone dies? Who's the guy who only eats meat now? Oh, uh, Lenny, uh, Lewis Schaefer. Lewis Schaefer. Yeah. He does a thing every time someone dies. Yeah, like, it's like, funny. There's, there's like a, little... a eulogy, like, yeah, you know, yeah, and how yeah, he yeah, met yeah, him yeah. and all this sort of stuff. Oh, you, you met um, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, yeah. I will, I'll talk we'll about it. save it for the Patreon. The Patreon. The Patreon. So if you want to hear about Leo. Uh, doing gash bombs with Jordan Peterson, you've got to pay us some money. We didn't actually do gash Shut bombs. Shut the fuck but... up. 
<laughs> but I got to drink champagne all night for free. For free. Great. Wonderful. I did um I opened for Axel up in Newcastle. That was fun. How was that? Axel who? Axel Blake who won Britain's Got Talent. All right, yeah. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it was great. Um Newcastle crowd lively. Um it was me, then Junior, then Axel. Right. It was a great crowd, man. Loved did you it. and Junior drive up together? No, we all got the train together with right. Axel's manager. Right. But yeah, no, it was brilliant. The crowd, I love Newcastle crowds. Brilliant. And how many people were out to? Jeez, man. It was called the Tyne Theatre. And it's a, it's a, how much seater? Probably can seat like a grand. Right. Um, But it was proper packed. Yeah. The only, there were only a few seats in the balcony that weren't filled. Right. But yeah. it was proper packed, nice. man. It was great. Cool. Good vibes. And yeah. Axel killed it, man. Wonderful. Right. Do we have anything to plug? No. <laughs> I, I am I, I am going on tour again. Doing another mini tour of the north. I'm gonna do Newcastle, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Manchester, probably Birmingham. Yeah. That'll be next year though. I don't have any dates, but look out for that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go on tour next year as well. Uh I'm also I'm doing some comedy unleashed. I'm doing comedy unleashed in Leamington Spa and Portsmouth this weekend. Um and then next weekend I'm doing the Festival of Imagination in Ironbridge. Uh, and a, a gig in Chepstow, wherever that is. Chepstow. Chepstow. Is it called Chepstow? Chepstow. 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 There's a there's a like a a rapper from there. What's his name? Not the. Um, we we didn't talk about the legs. What legs? The lengthening. Surgery. Oh fuck yeah! Well, should we do that in the Patreon? Okay, cool. So yeah, apparently. Silicon Valley people are lengthening their legs. Stop <laughs> <laughs> giving away our Patreon episode. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little teaser. People, okay. are not not me though. I've already got very long legs. I've um, actually got a longer a, a swimmer's body. What does that mean? Long torso. All right, little mermaid. Short, shorter legs. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that what? Sw <laughs> that's I thought swimmers body. would want big long arms and big hands and stuff. I think the legs. No, no, no. The length, the the length of the torso and stuff is longer. And short legs. So like, if you look at Ian Ian Torp or Michael Phelps, yeah. that's a swimmer's body. I have Big a swimmer's lungs body. And small. But a runner's body yeah, is long longer legs. legs, short torso. Right. Ah. So that's why I was wondering why some people who were... White were beating you at No, no, who were shorter than me were beating me at um, long distance running. Right. But it's because they got longer, even though they're shorter than me, their legs are... It's one of the reasons. Longer, yeah. But cool. And also, I don't have great um, oxygen <laughs> intake. Cause it, and you hadn't had a drink of water in 14 <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right, cool. Come catch us on the Patreon. Bye. Bird gang, Bye. bird gang. Zip, zap.